Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 13, Up All Night. David, give us a quick synopsis of what we'll be talking about with Up All Night. Everybody got sick because of bad seafood, and now they have to stay up all night to write the next episode. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good synopsis. As well as uh, Jack's divorce sort of being fine on him, sort of realizing what he's losing out and losing um, Bianca. But uh, it, this is basically like a direct continuation of the last episode. Um, almost like a week later kind of thing. Uh, pretty solid episode. I think I have better memories of this episode um, from when watching it. I was like, yeah, there's bits in here that I like, but the main meat comes really in like the last five minutes or so when we meet. Um, flower guys. We soon learn his name is Floyd, but Jason Sudeikis comes into the picture and sort of starts his uh, his little mini arc of the season. I totally forgot he was on the show. At oh all. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he watched. I was like, hey, it's oh, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, he's. Uh, I didn't know he was on this. I think he's got like a handful of episodes, but this starts his arc for uh, the end of this run, this season. I think a couple episodes in the second, third season, he comes back. But uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that more as we go along. Anything else before we get started? Or do we hop right into it? Or Let's go. No, Jack, I'm not blaming you, but everybody got food poisoning. Food poisoning? That is impossible. That seafood was a gift from my friend, the owner of the Cleveland Browns. They're very expensive freshwater clams from the Cuyahoga River. My whole staff has been blorching for three days, so if there's any way that we could show a rerun... I wish I could help you, Lemon, but I've already sold the ad time to the Army. Now, do the best you can. I need a live show from you in two days. Ugh. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not for you. Bianca's coming. Crazy Bianca is coming here? You make me want to vomit. Why? <laughs> because she wants something. She only contacts me when she wants something, and she's bringing her lawyer. Which means you're going to try to bleed something else out of me in our divorce proceedings. You're not all the way divorced? Well, we've been legally separated since 1989. It's been a nightmare, Lemon. I mean, one minute you're newlyweds, making love on the floor of the Concord, then the next year, lawyers are fighting over who gets to keep the box your dog defecates in. You taught your dog to poop in a box? Bianca did, but I want that box. Ah, it's going to take all day and into the night to deal with that crazy woman fighting, conniving, clawing at each other. Are you angry or excited right now? I can't tell. Mrs. Donaghy and her lawyer are here. I'm sorry, Johnny, I'm a little early. <laughs> this would work on Ugly Betty. All right, where do we want to start with that? Do you... Oh, I guess the most obvious thing just coming out of that, uh, aside from setting up what Jack's storyline will be with... Uh, the Bianca divorce proceedings and all of that. Um, Ugly Betty, do we have any opinions on this show? Uh, I watched the first season, I think. Yeah. And then, and I liked it, but then the, I think the second season was when I went to college. Mm -hmm. So I didn't ever watch, really watch it again. I think it's one of those shows I was aware of, but just sort of like reading the synopsis, I was like, this doesn't sound like a show for me. Like, it sounded like. Uh, I feel like it came around about the same time like Devil was where Pro Devil Wears Prada came out. I guess I guess that would have been roughly yeah. And it seemed time. like these are just not things for me. But the fandom seemed to see like this actually it's 
better than it sounds. And I've just never got around to it. Um, yeah. It's streaming, so like I could check it out eventually, but... It's good. It's it, based on a telenovela. It's very mm-hmm. comedic, and I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it takes place at a, I guess, a big fashion magazine. I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But I mean, it, there's a lot about class and identity and stuff too. Yeah. So. I mean, it seems sort of like the same like vibe of Thirty Rock, a little bit more serious. I would say, like less cartoony. Yeah, it's more it's more dramedy and less cartoony for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the whole thing is like America Ferrera. Yeah, that was. I guess that was her probably her big mainstream breakout role, yeah. right? Because she she done she done she had done. I said she done she had done <laughs> she done this and that. I think a number was, of movies was, before then. Yeah, but... it was post Sister of the Traveling Pants. Oh, that's right. Or Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah, maybe that was her. Was she a thing. Disney star? Then did that or yes? Around, like, was it just like they corresponded so at the same time? First, she did a couple of Disney movies. Then she did that movie Real Women Have Curves, which was kind of like an indie hit i guess like it wasn't big but like by indie standards it, it got a lot of you know recognition yeah um and then i guess i guess sisterhood of the traveling plants was was after that and i guess i guess that was really her big mainstream break then. yeah and then ugly betty was really launching her oh, into what's the other actress is it Vivica a fox that's on that uh no vanessa williams, vanessa williams. yeah I she plays she, she plays show. yeah one of the big the, the big she's like her boss maven. i think yeah. uh or I th- her direct something uh, like that. Maybe she. I, I can't remember what her. I think her direct boss. Oh, she was the. She was the assistant to a man who was a high power role. But Vanessa Williams, her role was. I, I think it was like an Anna Wintour type is role it, or something. Was it a thirty minute show or a sixteen? It, it was an hour. It was an hour. It was an hour. It was an hour. Yeah, that sort of kills me. I'm wanting to watch it immediately, but I'll get to it. Um, but America Ferrara, she is on Superstore, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good show. I need it's to finish. I need to catch up. It's I'm two seasons behind, or a season and a half behind. Yeah, it's a good. It's in show. the middle of its fourth season, but it just Super took a, it took a big break for the winter, so yeah. it's, it's only like halfway through the fourth is it, season. Is that doing well, or is it like a is it like a season by season kind of basis? Like it might or might not come back. It was already renewed for the, oh. for season five, so it's actually well. When we're like recording a, this, it was a, actually the highest rated <laughs> show on NBC's Thursday Night Live last night. Yeah, it beat really Will and Will Grace. And Grace? It, yeah, Will and Grace actually has it. Like Will and Grace started really hot, yeah. but it's kind of dropped off. Um, it but yeah, beat Brooklyn Nine Nine, Will and Grace, and AP Bio and SVU, I guess. Yeah. That, that's awesome because I feel like Superstore was a struggling show that I was pretty sure was canceled at one time but it was one of those was bubble just, shows it yeah. was pretty much on the bubble its first couple seasons but it I think it has a dedicated fan base that yeah. now it's the age of where even on network you know niche shows if it's a large enough niche audience it's it's enough to keep you going so it's, yeah. it's doing pretty well yeah I think it's it, I mean it came before um, community well no maybe so community was seventh. Community might have wrapped right as Superstore was premiering, like in that same year, same as like Will and Grace and Thirty Rock. Like Community might have wrapped up uh, and then Superstore. Yes, yeah, so Superstore so started in twenty sixteen. No, yes. Community would have would have ended before that. Yeah, I, I think ended twenty fourteen. At least on NBC. I don't know. I can't remember when yeah. the Yahoo season was, but we don't talk about that season or the fourth season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good. Uh, we should we should pick a couple episodes of Community and talk about those. No, thanks. No, you didn't like it. Mm, I liked it. Okay. All right. Well. Oh. I found um, Sunset on st- whatever that stupid show Studio Sunset on Studio Six Studio Sixty on Sunset Strip. That's what I said, and the comeback. So I'm gonna watch a couple episodes of the those and see okay. what I think. Yeah, about the, them. the comeback the is comeback only two seasons. Some, yeah, it's, it's like it's, ten episodes each or something. Yeah. So it's, that should be pretty it's brisk really to, to get through. through. Sunset maybe take longer. I think there are sixty minute episodes. Yes, so. but it's only a season, so not too long. But uh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like uh, Ugly Buddy. I will probably check that ugly show buddy. out. Ugly Buddy. <laughs> but, buddy My buddy. Ugly Buddy. My that was buddy a ugly. classic 80s sitcom. Very classic. Uh, but overall, this is unlike last week's episode, which I think clocks in as our shortest episode yet because we took out that whole B, the whole B plot of, oh. of Pete and We Tracy. can talk more when Pete comes up later, but I'm struggling to understand the point of that character because all he does is cliche sitcom plots about his boring slash bad relationship with his wife. Yeah, but I feel like there's a couple like twists that come along with his with his character that are like, oh, like he's not the strongest, most important character. And like, there is a reason that he's not exactly pulling in major plots, but uh, he's fine. Um, this this storyline is like two scenes and it's over. But uh, yeah, I think this is a pretty strong episode. All through. It's almost, it almost feels like a bottle episode because sort of most of it is contained within the writer's room for the most part, except mm. for, well, except for Jack's story. Like most of it is all contained in that writer's room. Yeah. I mean, there's the hotel room. There's the grocery store. Oh, there's the bar. Right. There's well, no, Serene no, and said, Kenneth. Well, I said go. aside from aside from Jack's story, like most of it's contained. But you're right. I mean, it's it's not the best. Uh, shut up. Anyway, we get back and then we start into the um, the we get the explanation to the writers' room that they have to work all night. And oh no, it's Valentine's Day. Hey guys. Uh... I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to work all night tonight until we get caught up. What? Liz! I can't believe you're gonna make us work all night on Valentine's Day. Is it Valentine's Day? Oh, I totally forgot. Hells yes, Liz Lemon, and I have plans. Me and Angie rented the penthouse at the Soho Grand, where we will drink wine and pleasure each other. Gross. Well, you've been married 17 years, you have to keep it spicy. That's why me and my wife role play. She put on a Girl Scout outfit with a box of cookies, and I answer the door on my boxes. Or I rent out a wheelchair, and she pretends to be my caseworker. And in a way, she is. Well, what about me? I just took a whole bunch of Cialis because I have big Valentine's plans tonight. With who? Uh, nobody. Okay. You know, I'm sorry, you guys, but we have to get this done. Let's order some dinner. Sri, do you mind working late on Valentine's Day? No, I don't care. Aris and I are in a huge fight anyway. Oh, Aris, is that your uh, fiance, Aris? Yeah. He keeps sending me all these flowers to apologize, but he's still insisting on having a Greek Orthodox wedding. But I really disagree with the church's stance on Cyprus. Mm, so, um, Chinese or what? Uh, explain that? I don't yeah. get any of that. So first, me. this supports my theory that Suri is much smarter mm-hmm. than her ditziness right goes yeah, her sometimes. just basic character template yeah. would leave yeah so okay so I, I looked this up and i know a little bit about cyprus basically cyprus is a divided island it's it's one country and but it's kind of really two so there's the greek portion of cyprus which is what we recognize as a country of cyprus there's also a northern part that's basically the turkish republic of cyprus that no country except for i think turkey recognizes a country basically there's a long-standing history between greece and turkey that is very complicated but in short the greek orthodox church only supports a greek cyprus and there's a lot of basically there's a lot of hostility between greeks and turks and because the island is is i don't know if it's half and half in terms of population but basically let's say half and half um and there's a there's a big push to I guess unify the island or it, it, to be you know one I guess happy well I don't know about happy but one 
basically unified country. There, there's no land disputes. There's no, you know, unrecognized territories as independent countries. And historically, I, th- I, I think it, it that, of course, this was, this was a while ago, so I'm not sure how much moderated since then. But basically, the Greek Orthodox Church is not for... They've kind of fomented the hostility between the two mm. nat- races, nationality, I guess nationalities, and is not so much in favor of unified Cyprus. So, so kind of like Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, like it's just split. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I mean, I feel like that's a little bit more clear cut than the Cyprus thing, maybe. I don't Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a long history between Greece and Turkey that go, I mean, violence and just strife and whatever. And I mean, basically Cyprus, Greek Cyprus is very close to Greece culture. Like it's basic, you know, like it essentially functions as a city of Greece that just happens to be in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. But in terms of culture, like they're very closely linked, like their entertainment media industries are very close. Like um, I I think Cyprus was a British territory at some point in the past, but it's very Greek at least the Greek portion of the yeah, like I said, they're, they're very closely linked. So there's just a lot of strife there, a lot of history, and the Greek Orthodox Church has not served to help that relationship. Mm. Yeah. So they're just sort of just going to strictly favor Greeks, not the Turks. Right. Well, that's educational. On a lighter note, I like the fact that Liz is just sort of like half listening, sort of like what I do with that conversation. <laughs> uh, but, like, she's just more concerned with, like, food, so she's not even really giving Sari the benefit of the doubt. But also, like, Sari is just kind of, like, aware that Liz isn't really paying attention, so she's not offended. So it's just a fun little scene. Liz, these are actually for you. Ooh. Who are they from? I don't know. It doesn't say. So after Bianca's arrived, they meet with her lawyer to discuss the terms of their divorce. Negotiating of, I guess, who's going to get what. Yeah. Johnny, thank you for speaking to me in person. If this is about the dog box, I'm not giving in. Oh, no, Johnny. I feel so terrible for what happened at Gerdhardt's party. Really? I had a fabulous time at that party. I want our divorce to be final. All right. I want back all the jewelry I ever bought you. Fine. I want the art supplies that I gave you on your 40th birthday and any subsequent art projects you made with them. Fine. I want all of our love letters. <laughs> Fine. I want all of your parents' love letters. Fine. I want full stake in the Arby's franchises we bought outside of Telluride. Oh, damn it, Johnny. You know I love my big beef and cheddar. Take it all. Take the Arby's. Take the housing I'm against. Take the Otto Dix paintings. I don't care anymore. I want to move on. Mrs. Donaghy intends to relinquish all communal property. We should have the papers for you to sign tomorrow. Then I suppose we're done. We're done? I love the way she says, my big beef and cheddar. Yeah, I think it's like that line is... Is is much funnier just because of is someone someone of her position and, and right. just saying a like, very classic like with that accent. That's what her trigger yeah. is. Is like like the paintings are fine, the love letters. Please get, but like the trigger is like, <laughs> I want the Arby's franchise. And yeah, like it wouldn't make it wouldn't be funny if she said like, oh, I love my roast beef. It's it's because it's like big beef and cheddar. It's just yeah. everything about that. It's just it's so funny. It's so good. 
And that trigger comes back at the end too. Like the yeah. Arby's is the one thing that is like the one thing she wants to hold on to. Yeah, it's and so and fun. we can get into it later when it goes back up. But I also love the concept of an Arby's and Telluride. So we'll, <laughs> yeah. they got to be somewhere. Yeah. Hey, did you send me these to be nice? Why would I send you flowers? Because it's Valentine's Day. And oh no, it's what? It's Valentine's Day again? <sighs> did you blow it with your wife? too late it's too late i blew it well who cares you know it's just valentine's day it's also her birthday <sighs> so yeah i mean i get what you're saying with like the pete storyline so far really just haven't been too strong and i'm pretty sure it's this season we meet his wife for the first time and i like the actress that plays her she's been a strong point on saturday night live for several decades she's a really good writer and she's really funny um but yeah, like this storyline, like it's basically these two scenes, this scene and a scene coming up later, then that's, that's it for Pete. Like his story's just over, but it is also kind of funny. Like he's their relationship. Like there's not a lot of strength in it where he can't even remember that it's her birthday, much less that it's Valentine's day. But again, Liz didn't even realize it was Valentine's day, but she's got a more of an excuse because you know she's not dating anybody. So she wouldn't know to be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, presumably he's been married for a while, so after, I guess, a long time, you don't always remember everything. But still, it's right. just standard, I don't know. It's not very interesting. It doesn't seem, I mean... No. I, I mean, right. I remember he gets weirder over time, but it's like, for the time being, he's just had very... Like, if I were a network executive, like, giving notes and, like, looking to save money, be like, this person has nothing to do this show, let's write him out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. But I, I think that maybe they did get those notes, because his, his character starts to ramp up yeah. pretty significantly in the next next seasons or so. Uh, but then we get a fun game that I like to play that none of, no one else really likes to play, and it kind of bums me out. And I guess it's for the reasons they explained, but Mary Bop Kill. I like playing that game. I feel like a lot of people do. What do you mean no well, one Well, every likes? time that I try to play it in our group of friends, no one ever really like gets into Maybe it. Maybe you offer boring choices. To I, I offer the best choices. I have best, the best, most topical choices. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got the turkey club. Hey! Hey, what's up? Did you just come from a Suzanne Summers look-alike contest? Hilarious, Frank. Actually, I just came from performing at Vagina Day. Is that an offshoot of the Vagina Monologues? No, we are in no way affiliated with the Vagina Monologues. Vagina Day is a charity event founded by a group of celebrities who have, for whatever reason, never been asked to participate in the Vagina Monologues. Every February 14th, we improvise monologues about our lady parts for the homeless. Oh, to benefit the homeless? No, just for them. My vagina is a flower, a weird, ugly flower. I remember the night I lost my virginity. It was 1968 during the Democratic Convention. So we get a Joy Behar cameo. Yeah, the second person now from The View mm -hmm. to pop up. Yeah. And, and, and again, they had no one on their View segment that was actually a real View person. Right. So I find this interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I did see Moonvest in that crowd, but I couldn't make out any other people. Like, I assume they're either just extras or maybe, like, writers just... You mean Les up. Moonvest at CBS? Les, the Les Moonvest of, <laughs> of CBS was sitting in the crowd at the Vagina Monologues to listen to Jay Behar talking about losing her virginity. Gross. Lemon, minute's done. What's done? My divorce. It's final. <laughs> I'm divorced, everyone. Who wants to grab a drink? Yeah, I really can't, Jack. You're making us work all night, remember? Oh. Hey, did you send me these because you feel bad? I did not, and I do not. Oh. Hey, Pete, you up for a quick cocktail? Sorry, I gotta duck out. I just found a Hallmark store open 70 blocks from here. Boom. 
Tracy, what do you say? A quick drink to celebrate my freedom? Oh, Jackie D, any other time, but I made plans with my wife tonight. Just one quick one. This is the best night of my life. All right, just one. I gotta be downtown dressed as a ninja by 10. Let's go. I'm kind of surprised that Tracy was there for this because it seems like he always ducks out anyway. Most of the time there's like work to be done or he's either in his like his dressing room or something. Like it's rare to see him in yeah. the writer's room. It's it's kind of weird. He's been in it before. He's popped up a few times. No, he's been in it before, but it's weird. Like, I mean, it just seems like given his status, he wouldn't be like choosing to stay that late to help them, you know, Consider, especially considering he's got plans. It just seems kind of out of character for him. Like this is the most toned down Tracy I think we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess he had to be there so he could go with Jack to the bar so then he could I, go yeah, to Yeah, I guess someone had to join Jack, yeah. yeah. Hey, Frank. Mary Bothkill. Beyonce, Paula Abdul, and Oprah. Dude, that's beyond easy. Boff, Beyonce, kill Paula, marry Oprah. Okay. Mary Bothkill. Sari, Liz, and Jenna. Once again, no-brainer. Mary Liz, get with Sari, kill Jenna. I can hear you. Frank, knock it off. Don't play that game about people who are in the room. Why not? Because it always starts out fun and then it gets weird. But thank you for saying that you would marry me. You didn't send me these, right? No. Are you kidding me? Hi, uh, my name is Liz Lemon, and I received flowers from your shop tonight, and I can't tell who they're from. No, no, I did read the card, but it's not signed. No, I'm not with so many men that it's impossible for me to guess. <laughs> well, that is just... Oh, oh, well, you know what? I found the card. Actually, they're from your mom. Yeah, so tell your gay mom I said thanks. <laughs> I wonder if that was, like, written or improv. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I find the idea of, like, a florist providing, like, that bad customer service just, like, hilarious. <laughs> they're probably just, like, I, I just imagine they're probably over it because it's Valentine's yeah. Day. They're probably That's just true. worked to death. And it's just like, oh, you know what? And they probably don't keep records of who sent what or, yeah, I don't know. That's funny, though. That's a fun little bit. Great character from Liz. Okay, I got a hard one. Osama bin Laden, Martha Stewart, Jenna. Bone Osama bin Laden to shame him, and then his own people would murder him. Marry Martha Stewart, because, you know, she seems like a dirty bird, and kill Jenna. Three. Marry, boff, kill. Lutz, Tufer, or Kenneth? I'd marry Tufer, because he's classy. I'd kill Lutz. Sorry, Lutz. The thought that you would do anything to me is awesome. And I'd boff Kenneth. What? Really? Okay, what's your problem with me? What? You're always making rude comments. You never want to work with me. Why don't you like me? Because you're a big phony. What? Everything about you is fake. Your tan's fake, your hair's fake. Not the front. You've never done or said anything real or genuine the whole time I've known you. Oh, really? And does a phony bear her soul for the homeless? Because that comes from in here. My vagina is a convenience store, clean and reliable, and closed on Christmas. Fake and weird. So I have to point out a couple, one thing. Yes. I'm pretty sure, I'm like 99.999% sure Frank is playing World of Warcraft on his computer in that scene. Oh, really? Yes. It's one of those really sad, nerdy things that I'm seeing because anytime video games are oh, on the screen, I, mean, I, I didn't even notice there was a computer in the background. And I was like, and I'm, and this is the first time I've noticed it in the many times that I've watched this, but I'm 99% sure that of World of Warcraft that he was playing. Yes. <laughs> Well, actually, he's not playing. He's watching a video of WoW because that's a video player. 
But now we get the jump. Uh, this is actually, I like this scene. It, it obviously works, like most of these work well better in visual, but I like this sort of, it's not a match cut, but just like these interconnected shots of every time he opens up a new drink or starts a new drink, the scene changes and it's just him getting progressively more drunk and his scene getting more sad until we finally get the Rachel Dratch cameo. Now, I would like to propose a toast to my ex-wife, who tomorrow I'm going to be saying goodbye to for the very last time. Aww. No, 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 no. She is very, very mentally sick. I mean, if you met her, you might think she's wonderful, but believe me, she is the succubus from the bowels of hell. I mean, if I were forced to remember her as I first met her when I first fell in love with her, then yes, uh, you know, I suppose empirically she is very, very beautiful. But, uh... But it's what's inside her that really makes her disgusting. I wish I could touch her boobs again. She really had a fabulous pair of boobs. I admit, sometimes I would fantasize about her getting various terminal illnesses, and I would nurse her to her death. And she would say, Johnny, I'm in so much pain. And I would say, just hang in there a little longer, Bianca. Love. They say that lightning never strikes twice. But I know that I will love again. And I'm never going to be happy until I find that woman. I think what I'm saying to you is... So in that last scene, he's a bodega getting some stuff off the salad bar, and he gets watermelon and asparagus to put into his... And chicken. There's chicken in there. Oh, chicken. I saw the watermelon and the asparagus. Yeah, it's a very It's quite a combination. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that... uh, Yeah. And she, and she's stealing like egg rolls. I guess. I think it was an egg roll. Yeah, <laughs> egg rolls are tasty. Did you catch that character's name? No, I didn't. Vlim. And I don't know if it's like a. Well, it's obviously some sort of Eastern European character, just based yeah. on her accent. But like, I don't know if it's like supposed to be a pun on Flim, or it's just a coincidence. But her name is Vlim. V L E M. It's a gross name. Vlad and Vlim from Vladivostok. That's not a real country. So we also get like a small, I guess you could say like a, a C plot based off like the whole Mary Boff kill with Suri uh, seemingly showing interest in Kenneth. So the the guy writers sort of try and set Kenneth up with Suri. Uh, it's an okay plot. Just for the sake of time, we're going to cut it out. Um, but there's like some funny bits in it. Um, but I don't know. It just it uh, it seems to not it seems to show like Suri's strong character or like she's pretty strong with her sexuality so she's just like you can tell him we made out it's not gonna really affect me but it's also like it it's like a weird step back for Kenneth like it shows him as this like innocent baby character when it seems like he's been stronger previously I don't know and he just seems like so like I don't know so um what's the word I'm looking for prudish naive or prudish yeah naive or prudish that it's just i don't know it feels like the rest of the episodes we've had before the show him is like he's a strong character he has his wills i don't know i just i don't personally care for this story i don't know he's so childlike like him to be naive and like romance and love seems totally in care on character for him 
I guess I don't know. It's it's just not the strongest, but we do. It, it does lead up to like a sixteen candles reference, which for, falls flat. But uh, in terms of like the joke, it's it's just we're gonna skip that for the sake of time. Okay. So Tracy finally has made it to his hotel to meet up with his wife. And unfortunately, the party gets crashed. Yeah, and then I like this. It, it, obviously, the, if you've seen this before, this only works once. But this whole misdirect of you forget that they mention they they do role play, and so this you know Sherry Shepard comes in is is yeah. <laughs> is playing this like inspector, and it's like, huh? Maybe, and then then the reveal happens, like ah. But this is the reveal of Sherry Shepard as uh, yeah. what's her name? Angie, Angie yeah. Jordan. Sherry Shepard, the third person now from The View. And I'm pretty sure she was on on The View at this time. So that's two people from The View currently on The View. So I find it very fascinating that they're able to get these people from The View to guest star, but not actually be on the the, 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 the one where they parodied The View. I don't think we get anyone else that's ever been on The View. No Debbie Matinopoulos? I don't think so. I think she she was one of the original people who was off after. I don't think we get any other View people. Uh, on 30 Rock. I could be wrong. and But because it's just a rotating door, yeah. I don't know. It, I could be wrong. We'll have to just keep our eye out. But this is fun seeing Sherry Shepard show up as Angie, obviously the different actress from uh, earlier in the season. Um, she settles into the role and she shows up about six or seven. She shows up at least once every season uh, going forward. So, And she's great. She's, she's, she's great in this role. And she's been good in everything else I've seen her in. What was that? Uh, Trial and Error? Oh, Trial and Error, yeah. And that's canceled now, right? Yes, after okay. the second season. Yeah, yeah, she was good in that. Like, play, what was her her condition? Was, like, face blindness? Oh, yeah. Like, she, like she recognizes voices and shapes of people, but she just can't see their faces. And I don't know. It's a fun little show. Like, it's like a Parks and Rec light. And just not as strong. But it's, it's it, was, it was charming. It was good in the first season. I haven't seen the second season yet. Can I help you? Yes, sir. We have reports of a nitrogen leak on this floor. Oh, no, our room is fine. I mean, we don't smell it. Oh, it's odorless, sir. I really need to check this room. Well, should you hurry up? Because my wife and I are planning a really special night tonight. Oh, it's for your own safety, sir. (gasps) Hmm. I'm detecting a lot of heat over here. Is it dangerous? I don't know. I think it's coming from my butt. Oh no, I'm married! That's how I like them. Oh, what? Oh, oh role play, baby. Oh. Give it to me, oh. baby. Oh, 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 yeah! Okay, I don't know who that is, but we done, because I'm not Velcroing up again. Baby, just be cool, just be, be cool, uh-huh. tight. Who is it? <laughs> oh. Tracy. We couldn't find a hotel room anywhere. The whole city is booked. We were hoping we could come here and party with you. Happy Valentine's! <laughs> Act break. So uh, now with Jack uh, invading Tracy's honeymoon suite, uh, he's got to call on a little help from Liz Lemon. Ooh, video games. We could play video games. second worst valentine's date we ever had do we ever learn what the worst valentine's day they ever had is 
I don't think so, unless it's just said in passing. I think it's oh. just one of those things we're just supposed to. Man, if this is if this isn't the worst, like how bad else could it yeah. be? It would have been nice to have had like a quick cutaway to <laughs> to whatever that yeah. worst one was. Yeah, maybe like something's on fire or something. I don't know. The one where she learned the Earth was round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sherry, you silly. Hi, is Mr. Donaghy here? Another prostitute? Lemon, what do you say? You and me, Atlantic City. We can be in the crepe line at the Borgata by dawn. No, Jack, what are you doing? I'm celebrating. I want Bianca to see that I'm moving on. Well, then maybe you should call Bianca to help you carry your prostitute out of the hotel you were just ejected from. You think I should? She'd probably come right down here. You are sick. This relationship is sick. You just don't understand. It's complicated. No, I don't understand. Let me ask you a question. Mary, Boff, kill Bianca. Which do you want to do? All of them. All of them. You've got to get out of each other's lives, Jack, or you will never be happy. Between the two of you, you are a hundred years old, and this is not a dignified way for a hundred-year-old couple to behave. I know. I know. Uh, I'll leave her there. It's nicer than where I found her. Come on. Happy Valentine's! That's so sad. They just leave her <laughs> yeah, in the street. That's terrible, but... I mean... <sighs> Poor Vlim. <laughs> where did he even find her? That's that's something I want to know. Like, that's better than where he found her? Well, he found like, her in the, in the bodega. I can't, no, he had to have found her somewhere else. If... That's better than where he found her. I assume. Like, I, assume that was, I assume that was him being drunk and just saying something. I don't know. Maybe, but I uh, just seem that's so mean. I feel bad for a little Vlim, but you know, I don't. Is she officially a prostitute, or she's just someone that he found? Because uh, it's never really clear. Because she does say like, well, I mean, like, the way she's dressed, she looks like a. I mean, lady, someone who's a lady of the night. Yes, looking for to be paid for sex or companion, oh, companionship, companionship or whatever. Yes, yeah, I don't know. Poor Vlam. Then we get the closing of Jenna and Frank's little uh, tiff, um, and we sort of see like the human side of Jenna, which we haven't really seen. But uh, it's it's a cute little scene. I don't think it expands anything beyond this. Uh, maybe it does in a couple. No, no, they... Well, it kind of resolves, because I think... It resolves, he, but... He's, he's, he's been condescending to her yeah. on and off throughout the first, you know, 13 episodes. So this is kind of the culmination of that in a new direction and, like, a, you know, an understanding that they've yeah, come yeah. to. Yeah. So, I can say it, it, it's more of a resolution than a start. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know what, friend? You got a lot of nerve calling me a fake. You wear your thrift store t-shirts and your big weird glasses and everybody says, Oh, look at Frank, he's so cool. He has a hat that says, extra cheese. What does that even mean? It's pretty self-explanatory. Admit it. You spend just as much time and energy trying to look weird as I do trying to look beautiful. And you can act like you hate me. But if I tried to kiss you right now, you would totally do it. Because you're a big phony jerk. And I just wanted to tell you that. Okay, fine. I pooted. It's three o'clock in the morning. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy because that's the first time you've ever done something like a real person. It's it's pretty cool. I, mean, I could do it again, but I wouldn't want to show off. <laughs> Jenna, I'm sorry I said I would kill you. 
Thank you. It's so funny. You can tell when an actor, like, is doing something that's just, like, sort of... Not, not quite a break, but, like, the way she laughed. Like, it was, like... You know what I mean? Like, you could tell that they were breaking from the scene, or at least the way it was written. Yeah, yeah, no, just that laugh seemed very genuine. Yeah, it was, like, a real laugh, and, like, the look on, on Frank's face, like, it's like a like a normal person, like, that, yeah. one, that was silly and unexpected laugh. Yeah. yeah. That was a cute little scene. I, I, I think we get some more uh, Frank and Jenna as the seasons go on, but I like their interaction, because it is sort of, like, not to say that Jenna is, but, like, Jenna's sort of high society, and Frank is, like, this, like, hipster. Well... Well, I'm mean, compared I to call her high side, but maybe I mean compared to like beautiful Frank, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, she sees herself as high society, yeah. and Frank is obviously just like the hipster, like yes. really doesn't care about his appearance. Kind of. Well, stuff, I do remember but... she eventually becomes queen of the Jimmy Buffett head people. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's a good episode. It's got Gary Cole and Amy Sedaris in it, so oh. that's a few seasons off. We'll get there. But, woo! I can't wait to talk about that. Amy Sedaris is a national treasure. She needs all the attention that she can get. She's wonderful. And then we get the final of the divorce settlements, which again, um, Bianca is more than happy to sign, but she still has her trigger in her Arby's. Just this last one, and then your marriage is officially dissolved. It's almost like it never happened. I wouldn't be surprised if that five-inch scar across my abdomen was suddenly gone. Johnny, promise me you won't sell the Arby's. No, I won't. I'm going to shut it down, leave it vacant, open the windows and let nature have at it. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's prime property on Highway 145. Yes, and there's not a thing you can do about it. But it is irresponsible to the community. They should sue you. I hope they do. Well, I'll say to it. I'll go right to the Telluride Chamber of Commerce. Do it. The case could be in court for months. Maybe years. Damn it, Johnny. So I don't know how accurate this is, but all I know about Telluride is that every year it hosts a big film festival that is attended by, like, it's known for being, like, basically rich, really, really rich people who want to go, like, see all these films before they come out. So I just assumed Telluride was, like, this super, like, rich, well-to-do, expensive area. So, like, the whole thing around, like, the, 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 the loss of the community Arby's to tell your eyes just like seems like hilarious well maybe like because like, I mean she says like it's so important for the community like maybe like that is like the the guilty pleasure of so many of those like of those society people that are yeah. like oh we get our big beef and chatters every week we get to go to Arby's I don't know. I feel like that's that's part of the, that, that is just part of the joke it's just a guilty pleasure but yeah like that is I mean it, it would be like having McDonald's in like well, I guess they have McDonald's in like New York Times in, in Times Square. Right? Oh, yeah, Times Square is very commercialized. Yeah, more like but I, mean, um, like, um, I don't know somewhere on the Upper East Side that's like really like ritzy. Uh, I don't know enough. I mean, but it'd be like just going somewhere that is known for its food, and you're going to McDonald's to eat. Like yeah. like going to Italy instead of getting like great pasta. You know, I'm gonna get a Big Mac from McDonald's, which I guess like in, in what's a where's where's the Leaning Tower Pizza? I know it's in Italy. What's the city that it's pizza. in? Pizza. Is it really? Oh my god, <sighs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's really embarrassing. Uh, but I mean, like they have like McDonald's there, but like the 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 benefit or the 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 enjoyment of that is like I guess they sell beer or they did sell beer at one time. So like there's something you can't get an American McDonald's in like a a foreign country. But yeah, it's like going somewhere that's known for food and 
But uh, that also kind of works. I mean, like Japan, like they have KFC and they have McDonald's, but they have like a variety of different yeah. things you couldn't find in America. I don't know so much about KFC, but McDonald's has stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I mean, yeah, the joke is it's probably the guilty pleasure for the Telluride community. Yeah. But, yeah. Like the, just their tension of like negotiation. It's, I guess it sort of is a callback uh, or it'll be something that um, Jack, I think the next episode he talks about like negotiations, just one of his favorite things to do. So I guess in this, in this instance of him getting to do it with Bianca, just is very pleasing and, and exciting for him. Actually, before we play the scene, uh, there's something that's always bugged me. Uh, I think Bianca is the only one that calls Jack John or mm-hmm. Johnny. Yeah. And so that would mean his his name is John Francis Donaghy, I think is, is his full name. Yeah. And But his short name or his nickname is Jack. Yeah. And I've never understood like how Jack comes from Jonathan in the same way that like Dick comes from Richard. So a quick Google, and it looks like it dates back to the 1200s. It is originally used as a generic name for peasants. Over the time, Jack worked its way into words such as lumberjack and steeplejack. Even jackass, the commonly used term for a donkey, retains its generic essence of the word jack. Over the course, John was used as a generic name for English commoners and peasants. John Doe, which would be why Jack became his nickname, but more likely explanation is Normans added kin when they wanted to make a diminutive. And Jen was their way of saying John. So little John became Jenkin, and that time turned into Jakin, which would ultimately become Jack. Ah, so, I knew it was English in some way, but I didn't know yeah. how it got there. That's, yeah. But I mean, from the 1200s, that's a long time. Yeah. And wasn't like, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of old English slang that's around like random rhymes and stuff. So I th- that's how like I think we've gotten things like Bill that are short for names that don't necessarily sound like it. Yeah. It looks like... So while on the subject of how Dick comes from Richard, so, same around the twelfth, <laughs> same around the twelfth and thirteenth century, it's sort of the same thing. Rich and Rick were common to use to save time. Rhyming names were also yeah. made, and Dick and Hick, while Rich became Hitch. <laughs> Dick, of course, is the only rhyming nickname that stuck over time, and boy, did it stick! At one point in England, the name Dick was so popular the phrase every Tom, Dick, or Harry was used to describe every man. Yeah. I mean, part of it is just being, I guess, in the 21st century. But could you imagine if your if your name was Richard, but your nickname was Hick? That's just <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work in nope. today's. Is that a sl- it's not a slur, right? Hick. I guess no. it could be. Slur. I mean, it's no, it's not. I, a slur. I mean, a white it's, person could say that's a slur, it's, but it's no, not, it's not really a slur. It's, I mean, it's it's. I mean, obviously, like what's what would be more offensive, but... redneck or Hick? Uh, I, like redneck I think be. Hick is because Pete Red, Redneck has kind of been reclaimed by some people as like mm-hmm. uh, yeah you're right Hick seems like Hick seems no to one is dumb. boasting about being a Hick yeah yeah, yeah dumb and yeah all right anyway <laughs> but we get the rap uh, of who sent Liz Lemon her, her flowers and do you want to talk about Jason Sudeikis before or after this scene because I could talk a lot about Jason Sudeikis so I think we'll play this yeah and we'll come back. Hello. I'm sorry. Can I help you? Hey, that's cool. Is that a French Planet the Apes poster? Yeah. Wow. You know, I've heard that in Greece they have to change Charlton Heston's name on movie posters to Charlton Easton. Because in Greek, the word Heston means to poop yourself. I'm sorry, do I know you? No, I don't think so. Uh, you're Liz Lemon, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, this is super awkward, but did you get two dozen pink roses last night? Yep, they're there. <laughs> Those are from you? Yes. Uh, I work up in legal and... You're a lawyer? 
I prefer law stylist. <laughs> uh, anyway, I meant to send these to my girlfriend, Liz Lemler, who works in accounting. Oh. Yeah. There's actually supposed to be a box of chocolate-covered cherries with this. Did you? I don't know anything about that. All right, fair enough. She pouted all night because she thought I forgot to send her something. You know, I told her I did, but she didn't believe me. <laughs> she sounds great. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Good for y'all. Here you go. Sorry about the mix-up. No, 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 no. They were delivered to you. They're yours now. Thank you. You're welcome. But could I possibly get a photo of you with the flowers? Like with your ID? Oh, okay. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Just as uh -huh. proof. <laughs> all right. Great. All right. There we go. Oh, that's a cute one. Thanks. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. So what do you have to say about Jason Sudeikis? Well, there's a couple things from this scene. One, I really like their back and forth in this scene. It felt very genuine. Just the way they were interacting, it felt just like two people on camera having a conversation versus two actors, if that makes sense. Like it just, the way, like the way they were reading off each other, like her facial interaction, it seemed like she was really into him yeah. versus just acting like she was into him. Like she, it felt like a very sincere uh relationship building or like feelings uh coming forth just from their like limited interaction here uh but jc sudeikis of course uh, we should talk about him uh at this time with 30 rock when he's on 30 rock he's also on snl uh he's he's part of the main cast and he's doing a lot of great things there uh he would eventually obviously go on to um uh doing movies he was uh, uh i think we mentioned last week uh last man on earth he shows up in that at the end of the yep. first season and he comes in as sort of so. like a guest star of mm -hmm. the rest of the course of the yeah. series. I don't know. He's just like, he's a really funny dude, but he's like, he's kind of like just always mostly the straight man uh, in most uh, SNL skits. He's rarely ever playing like the comedic bits. Um, there's some small bits, but I like him. I think he's, I think he's genuinely funny. He's very good at playing that straight man, that very like dry sense of humor. And I like his role on 30 Rock. One, he's the most attractive person <laughs> that Liz Lemon dates in the entirety of the show. He's the safest that she dates in the entirety of the show. Um, what about Carol? No. Matt Damon is a terrible <laughs> match for anybody. Um, oh, God, I totally forgot Matt Damon because that's so short and they only have like, yeah. a few scenes together. And I like that. And it's never actually, we never learn his full name. And we'll, I think we'll, I'll talk about it when he shows up again because I'll, I'll explain it better then. But his name is Floyd DeBarber, as in Floyd D.E. Barber. That joke works because when he meets Jack, Jack says, the only other Floyd I know was a barber who cuts my hair. And Floyd says, oh, that's my dad. I'm Floyd Jr. The only reason that joke would work is if you know Floyd's full name is Floyd the Barber. Because you're saying Floyd the Barber. Yeah. But also, he's named Floyd the Barber because on the Andy Griffith show, there is a Floyd the Barber that that's where his namesake comes from. So... Fun facts. The more you know. Uh, the more you know, just like an NBC show. But yeah, and I like Jason Sudeikis. I think he works great on the show. It's a fun character. He's the most grounded person that she dates in the entirety of the show. And what else? Oh, last thing. You can't see it very well. But when she holds up her ID, 
it's something that comes back in a later later episode in a future season. We'll get more explanation on it, and I'll try and remember then. But she holds up her ID, and if you can see it, her picture is kind of gnarly. Like, she's making what she's calling a snart, where when she was taking the picture, she sneezed and farted as the picture was being taken. So her face is, like, really scrunched up in here. And it's an on... Like, it's a... Like, even in this bit, they had that joke set up. At some point, they were gonna, that joke was going to pay off. And, part, and then part of me is thinking, like, maybe that is really lit, like Tina Fey's real picture that for her photo ID, but she was also snorting, and they just incorporated it into the show. I don't know. I'm overthinking it too much. But I like that that joke is there, and it sort of just lays the groundwork. And I'm glad that Floyd is on the scene. I forgot he shows up this early, uh, and I'm pretty sure he comes back um, either uh, i'm pretty sure it's in a couple episodes he's back but um i'm I'm looking forward to seeing him come in because he provides some good comedy and like a fun little mini arc of like liz's first relationship we see outside of dennis that's sort of like a long-term relationship and i just talked for too long so you share your thoughts on what on anything that happened in that scene that i didn't cover or you want to expand upon i don't have it useless i think you were pretty comprehensive all right i'm glad to glad to be of help um i don't know i guess uh, well that wraps up this episode in terms of of content uh, is there any other like uh, final thoughts or anything maybe you thought we missed that we want to expand on or any, any i don't think so thoughts no. oh sorry there is one last thing uh floyd uh does point out that Charlton Heston's name has to be changed in Greece because he uh, Heston means to poop yourself. Uh, and so, as always, I have to look up stuff like that because that's weird trivia that is fun. Uh, he And he's sort of half right. They do actually have to change his name because Heston does mean something in Greek. It doesn't mean to poop yourself, but it's more like it just means to shit on someone. Not in the sense of defecating, but more just like putting them down. It's more of like a detrimental thing. Um and so that he's right. They do have to change his name, but it's slightly because of what his name means. So that's kind of cool um, that um, that that's actually true. Um, I don't know much really about Charlton Heston. I know he's a big gun nut, but he was also kind of like he was a big NRA guy, but he also uh, was also, if I remember correctly, was pretty strong on like civil rights too. I think so. He was in the Jewish Passover classic, The Ten Commandments. Oh, that's true. That's true. I feel like that's one of the longest movies ever made. Yes. Um, Or at least maybe it's because when I was a kid, most years we watched it and it felt like it it was... It felt like forever. I felt like ABC would show it every year. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I... I think it's like four hours or three. I don't know. Like like with commercials, it like takes like all night is all I remember. I think when I was younger, it was a full night thing. And I think as I got a little bit older, they expanded it to two nights because they were like you know we're losing too much on our prime time we've got to cut this up uh but yeah the obviously the biggest scene i remember from that movie is the splitting of the the, the parting of the oh, yeah. red sea uh i just remember that being so astounding as a kid and i have not seen it since i was a kid so i don't know how well it holds up yeah but even as a kid i was like this is amazing this magic is really cool and i didn't know anything about like i didn't know as a kid that the ten commandments was like jewish like hebrew based yeah like, well i mean i mean it's it's well i mean we were not like, ju- i mean it's right. it's christian no but I'm, like, i mean we weren't like a religious family yeah, so yeah. i just saw this movie as like this like majestic magical thing i didn't oh, realize okay. it was like rooted in some sort of like religious themes and then when i did learn about the ten commandments i was like oh wow i didn't know anything about you're gonna love the rest of the bible universe <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna love hearing about sodom and gomorrah um but yeah no like uh i don't know i'm surprised they haven't remade ten commandments but i feel like they probably just don't need to like it just seems like it's a movie like why I mean, would you i feel like they still probably show it every year i don't know if they Passover. do I, I don't like think Wizard of Oz do. gets showed anymore unless it's on cable. I feel like TNT used to. I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I remember from my childhood that does definitely still get played year-round is the Charlie Brown and the Rudolph oh, yeah, of course. stuff yeah. on CBS. But, yeah, that's, I think, the longest-running... Um, I mean, I think that's officially, like, the longest-running year-round special. Or not year-round, but annual special every year is the Rudolph thing. That's it's remarkable. It's like 60 years old. Yeah. Good time. We're way off from December, so we, uh, we'll talk about that never. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I guess that's the end of the Up All Night. Um, all right, so we'll, uh, we wrap up episode 13, Up All Night, and next week we will have the C word, wherein Liz gets called the most despicable word you could ever call a female. Find out on the next episode of Go To There what it could be. Don't Google it. Uh, yeah, so I guess... Uh, as always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. Um, if you like us, you can leave reviews on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. And if you'd like to donate, you can donate to our coffee or ko-fi.com backslash go to there. Um, and we will leave you and see you next week. David takes out. See you next time. Very good. Oh, well, you know what? I found the card. Actually, they're from your mom. Yeah, so tell your gay mom I said thanks. <laughs>